Welcome to the MBG Podcast. Let's fire everybody. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 24 of the Message Board Geniuses podcast. This is Hoos. I've got Casey joining MBG with me again this week. We're officially at the end of college basketball season with UConn taking down San Diego State in the men's final and LSU knocking off Iowa in the women's final. Now we're going to get into the some, of, some of the Angel Reese, Caitlin Clark stuff later, but I wanted to hear your takeaways from the tourney from uh, you guys. So, Casey, why don't we start with you? What were your thoughts here with Two Final Fours and the two championship games. The Final Four games were great. The San Diego State FAU game was fantastic. I even thought the UConn, the UConn Miami game was actually pretty. I know it ended up being a blowout, but it was kind of there was a spurt towards the end. Miami got it down to eight, and I thought maybe there was a chance. And I felt the same way. I think in the championship game too, where San Diego State cut it to five, and then Hawkins came down the floor and hit a three that basically was, it felt like he was above the rim and just threw it as hard as he could. Cause it, <laughs> cause it just, I mean, it just, it just hit that, hit the, the rim and just went in. Um, it was impressive, but yeah, UConn was the best team by far. And, and I, I'll be honest, this was the, really the first time that I've been in bed with the, with the women's tournament too. And it was fantastic. Probably the wrong use of words there, but yeah. <laughs> Casey's getting canceled in the first five minutes of the show. <laughs> uh, but I, I was I was locked in. I couldn't think of a, a word. It's been a long day, but uh, <laughs> I was locked into the women's tournament, especially from the final four on. And uh, I, I thought it was the right two teams to play in the, in the final. And quite honestly, I thought it was the right team that won. You know, we'll get into the stuff later with Caitlin Clark and Angel, Angel Reese. But it was a fun, still fun, entertaining game. I enjoyed it. All right, Joy, I have a feeling you enjoyed the women's side of this a lot. I had a great time. And my team <laughs> added national championship number 50 to the record. So I'm a very happy camper. Yeah, 50, 50 is 5-0? 5-0. Like overall national championships? Overall national championships. That's a How many of those deal. were like crawfishing national championships? <laughs> I don't think we have a crawfishing team, but Loki, if we did have one, I would have been on it because I'm about that life. You good with the mud bugs? Um, I actually had uh, five pounds of blue crawfish for dinner tonight. So. Very nice. So that equals like three morsels of rice. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I was like, it was like seven o'clock. I ate them early because the restaurant that we go to here, like, serves them only on Wednesday nights and it's it starts at four. So like if you make a reservation at eight, they might not have any left. So we were there at four thirty and um we got home and it was like uh, like seven o'clock rolled around and I was like, man, I'm starving. Joy's <laughs> <laughs> eating dinner with the senior citizens at four I was with us. <laughs> but when I went to get reservations, the only times were four, four thirty and then eight fifteen. So, right. because so many people go, because it's one of the only places that does them, and they do it one day a week, and so it was either do that or go eat at eight fifteen and risk them not having crawfish. And your girl was craving some crawfish. So old, pe old people aren't dumb; they go eat early for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> They're not eighty six in anything at four thirty in the afternoon. If I know anything, I think Casey and I both are going to dinner pretty early. I'm I'm about <laughs> eating with the old timers so I can hit my eight thirty nine p.m. bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, MBG, what about you? Well, UConn, I mean, nobody even played UConn close, did they? I mean, San Diego State had that at five, and it seemed like that's the only time UConn even had to break a sweat this whole tournament. I mean, they were crazy. I mean, so say what you want about, you know, San Diego State uh, not competing, but uh, they played them as tough as anybody did. I'm not sure anybody would, was going to beat UConn. Um, so they were impressive. As for the women, you know, this was the first time – Admittedly, I've ever really watched women's college basketball. In fact, I think my wife saw me watching it and was kind of like, what, what in the world? <laughs> Why are you watching women's college basketball? But uh, it was entertaining. It was by far more entertaining than the men, I think, at least the, the final four games. Yeah. Um, 
So uh, it was a good time. But not, I wasn't the only one that watched it. It seems like most of America was pretty fired up about the, the Final Four games, which was which was good to see. Shout out Mountain West, man. Right? Yeah. Hey, Utah State got some nice tourney credit money. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you turn it into the SEC, you know? Oh, yeah. Mountain, yeah, it's hard to chant Mountain West. I was going to say, it doesn't have the same ring to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so my thing was the, the craziest thing to me about the men's side was it felt like this is the first year in a while where there wasn't a dominant team all year. And then UConn had a historically dominant tourney run. And I've been complaining about the net all year, but I mean, the net had them pegged right. Even when they yeah. lost what seven of eight or six of seven or something like that, they barely dropped in the net. So yeah, I mean, I, I, I everybody was picking them after the first couple of rounds. And I, I honestly, I thought that Gonzaga game was, I don't know. I, I didn't, I, I didn't think they were as dominant as everybody else did. I thought Gonzaga just played poorly, but I was wrong about that. I mean, UConn just, they beat the hell out of everybody. And, uh, yeah. and the, on the women's side, I, the craziest thing to me was Virginia Tech had LSU. I mean, they they had them beat. And the fourth quarter rolled around, and they – I don't know what happened. The wheels just came off. I mean, it was like I think a 22-3 to three run at one point in the fourth quarter where so I think Virginia Tech was up nine at one point. Yeah. Yes. I think so. And I'm, you know, I'm seeing their first national championship flashing before my eyes, and I'm not very happy about it. And, uh, you know, obviously it was still the Final Four, but I was thinking, oh, they're going to have a shot in the final. And then LSU just I clamped them down the stretch. So, yeah, man, it was a lot of fun games. And, I, you know, I used to coach the women's basketball, so I've always watched it. I think the parity on the women's side made it a lot more fun this year. You know, the number one seeds got knocked out earlier than normal and – um, what was LSU was a three, I think. Yes. And Iowa was a two. Yes. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember the last time there wasn't a number one seed in the final. So good stuff. All right. So we got the end of basketball season. We're just starting spring football practice. So we're in a little bit of a dead period here. So uh, we thought we'd do another mailbag this week. We did one a few weeks ago and thought we'd fire it up again this week. This week's mailbag question comes to us from Twitter user and message board legend, Fast Chad. And this is the question that he posed to us. No, I will not marry you. You've asked me. (laughs) That was the first question. (laughs) The second question. In a six event decathlon, which is a little bit of a, I don't know know if that really fits, but we'll we'll let it slide. In a six event decathlon between everyone on the podcast, who would win each event and the overall championship? The events are as follows. 16-ounce beer chug, 40-meter dash, alpine skiing, downhill, bench press, max, poetry composition, and pole vault. So we got six events here. Who do you guys think is going to take home the gold medal? Well, can we go Can we go uh, event by event? Yeah, that's yeah. what I would like to do. Yeah, let's start with the 16-ounce beer chug. Well... Uh, I'm going to bow out of this one, I think. Here's here's my question. If MBG is disqualified, if you get a DQ in one of the events, are you DQ'd from the whole six-event decathlon? Or I think it's it's just points-based. Oh, it's points. Okay. So so he'll just have zero points here. He'll have to come and and make it up later. (laughs) I mean, if you let let me chug Diet Coke, I should compete, (laughs) but... <laughs> All right, so who do you guys have taken this one? I, I'll go first. This is the only event I think I'm winning. So I was going to vote for you, Hoos. Yeah, Hoos, I had yeah. to too because um, yeah. you know peel be, peel the curtain back a little bit. I can't chug. I'll drink it fast, but I can't chug. I got a gag reflux. It's bad. Great reflex, reflux. One of those things. It's bad, so I can't chug it. So you definitely beat me. Yeah, I don't this- drink beer. Oh, yeah. All right. So I'm winning this one almost by default, but I'll, as always, I'll, <laughs> I'll take any W I can get. All right. 40 meter dash. This was one of the ones that I think is up for grabs. So you I had Joy winning one? this one. I also had Joy. She got those young legs. I was going to say, I think I might could take y'all. I, have I don't know if between... I could make it 40 yards. <laughs> Casey and I are getting DNFs on the 40, the 40 like minutes. You, you, you always see those videos of like those old kind of fat guys racing each other, and they yeah. all get running so fast they just fall on their face. Yeah. I feel like the three of us would just fall on our face. And I'm, I'm pulling a hammy 15, yards, 15 <laughs> meters my, in. 
my five-year-old's like, Daddy, race me, and I can beat him. And then I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know if I'm uh, good for 40. Yeah, so I had this Seems between long. MBG and Joy. So it, it sounds like the, the consensus is Joy takes a 40-meter dash. Woo-woo. This is the All only right. time I'll ever win the 40-meter dash. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alpine skiing. I think this was oh, a no-brainer, personally. No-brainer, the guy yeah. that grew up in Utah. Yeah. Northern he's Utah. Not, he literally has MBG. no hood in him. Yeah. Joy, <laughs> I, Joy doesn't know what snow looks like. Casey hasn't seen it in, you know, 10 years. Hey, <laughs> I lived in the Midwest for three years. <laughs> you can't touch Utah, though. Sorry. No, you're correct. I w- yeah. And I wouldn't want to. I went skiing. I went skiing every Saturday from the time I was five up to about 16, 17 years old. So I would hope I would beat you all. Yeah, you, so, you've yeah. got this one wrapped up. All right. Mountain we have in New Jersey is uh, watch watch the documentary about uh, what was it? Action Park. It's called Class Action Park. Watch that. Watch that. That's where was I it went skiing. People dying on the hill or something? Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> you gotta watch. It's just this crazy amusement park with like these insane rides. It would probably kill people we would go with our church youth group <laughs> they were We'd trying to all meet jesus literally <laughs> that's exactly it it was the express lane to jesus <laughs> all right bench press this one i think is also a no-brainer yeah casey, casey. Yeah, i mean casey look at them forearms look at yeah. them i'm not a small dude but casey's taking dumps bigger than me so i'm pretty sure <laughs> casey's gonna win the bench press. well it depends so on the four-way tie at number four Oh yeah, that's good. This is this is a good yep. event. See, Fast Chad thought about this one. I, I told you guys this this is where, what I was talking about. All right, now poetry composition. This one's a wild card. Who's your you yourself? My major was English. I I've ghost written multiple books. My major was English what? as well. Right, also, but see, some people go to, into law as an English major. Others go to into sales. Oh, I was, I was, actually, <laughs> I was actually going with you because you also have the theater background. That's so, true. Yeah. So I, but Joy ghost writ some books. I don't ghost writ ghost. So I don't know. Ghost we got, writ. We got the, the English the English major is saying that that Joy <laughs> ghost writ. Yes, books. I just won. So Casey has automatically excluded himself. <laughs> Disqualified himself by using them. All right. And the last one, the pole vault. I think you win this one, Hoos. Has anyone ever pole vaulted? (laughs) I just think the one eye looking straight ahead, (laughs) that that focus. You know, all you have to do is get that one pole into the hole and get up over it, you know. The odds of me walking up to that box (laughs) and putting the pole into it are about 5%. With one eye, so yeah, <laughs> I get the DQ on the pole vault. <laughs> it's got to be MBG. Well, I would have gone with Joy again for the for the I youth factor. Too, I wanted to give somebody else a, a win. You so, know, every once in a while. Casey, since when do we do whippy votes? No, I'm I'm going with MBG too. So this is I told you guys I played I played this whole thing out beforehand, and so I had it as two events for MBG and two for Joy. So. That's how it played out in my head. I don't know who the overall winner would be. We obviously, he, we honestly probably should let MBG win because I feel like his self confidence is at rock bottom. <laughs> and he hasn't won anything of relevance in the last like seven weeks. We'll, we'll so give him a maybe theoretical. This is, maybe this is what we give him. Yeah, I don't know. He's got zeros in the. He's got a zero in the 16, 16 ounce beer chug. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Casey, I, the only thing that's clear is you and I are fighting for the bronze. So. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I already we already won a natty this week, so MBG, you can have it. Congrats, MBG, the big winner uh, of the Fast Chad Decathlon Six Eventer. I did need that. Thanks, and guys. Fast Chad does want to marry me, so technically, I'm still winning. Well, it depends on what your perspective is, right? <laughs> Look, at least someone does. You can be hanging out with Connor Shaw tonight. That's right. True. All right, so big thanks to Fast Chad for the question. Uh, I like doing the mailbag stuff, so we'll be running this one back here in the next couple weeks. All right, that brings us to our weekly segment, Genius of the Week. As always, each one of us is going to nominate a player-coach team conference, someone who did something particularly ridiculous in the last week. We'll take a vote, see who wins. 
Uh, we had another Twitter vote last week, and Casey took home the win with his nominee of South Carolina fans. Got 37.9% of the vote, followed by Joy's nominee of Jimbo Fisher with 27.3%. This is feeling very familiar that MBG and I finish in third and fourth place every single week. Um, so uh, Joy and Casey are now tied with three wins, followed by me with two. And uh, MBG is still looking to break into the win column. Maybe this will be the week. MG, MBG, you have one win already this week. So maybe I'm on, this a, will be the I'm on a heater. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Things are looking up. Yep. All right, Casey, who do you have this week? All right, here we go. We're going to get into this whole Angel Reese, Caitlin Clark thing, I feel. And so this week, my genius of the week is Keith Olbermann. And I don't know, I'm not even going to get into the politics of it because I don't care, care enough. The point is, of, of people like Keith Olbermann, all the faux outrage by people who have never watched a single women's basketball game and just saw the highlights on whatever local channel or whatever news channel is, showed it because it was, you know, uh, all out there and it was it got some excitement around the women's final I, I just I always laugh when I sit back and I'm like you've never watched a single minute of this game or any women's sports and you're gonna make a stupid comment like Keith Oberman did I'm not even gonna mention what he said but Keith Oberman and all the faux outrage are my genius of the week remember when he used to be cool like awesome. years and years ago <laughs> Him and Dan a long Patrick. time ago, yeah. but yeah. Did you guys see Shaq's response to Keith Olbermann? Shaq, it was yeah, it was uh, Samuel L. Jackson. I mean, Samuel everyone, responded. Jackson. <laughs> everyone responded to the guy. It's just, that was great. That was awesome. Yeah. All right, Joy, who do you have this week? I'm. I think that everyone that listens to our podcast and probably everyone here expects me to have my genius of a week be associated with the LSU Iowa game, and so I'm going like full opposite end of the spectrum. My genius of the week is Jalen Carter from Georgia, who came out this week alongside his agent and said that they were both confident that he was going to go into the top 10 and therefore was not going to meet with any other NFL team leading up to the NFL draft. This is the same player that got arrested during the NFL combine and had to leave to turn himself in and came back and did not have a good rest of his combine. This is the same player that did not have an excellent showing at pro day and while he is, I think, a top 10 draft pick, I think that's incredibly ignorant to assume. Um, you also just don't know what's going to happen. Teams trade up all the time um, and take earlier picks than suggested. You, as much as you want to play for one NFL team your whole career, that doesn't always happen. Trades happen and you become free agents and you need to have relationships with these teams and you are blowing them off because – you're assuming that you're going to be a top 10 pick and that nothing is going to happen in those first 10 picks and no one's trading up or anything of that nature. I just think it's incredibly ignorant and doesn't necessarily look good on him. And for someone who's already had a tremendously negative off season, you would think that you would want to do everything to put yourself in a positive light. And he is not doing that. So he is my genius of the week. Yeah. I mean, there's trades in the top 10 every year, like every multiple. Year. Trade. So it's not like those are the 10 teams that are going to be drafting. And that's, you're exactly right. That's part that didn't make sense to me is, I mean, there could be teams that are considering trading up for him who might not now, right? Right. They won't. Yeah. I want to talk yeah. to the guy. And yeah. it, it definitely hurts down the line because how many guys stay within one pro football team their entire career? Yeah. I, I not think normal. That's, so you're just well, ostracizing 20. Two other teams. Yeah. And based on, I mean, based on his history, he's not a great decision maker. And I would dare to say that he doesn't have people around him that encourage him to make good decisions either. So um, um, I just, I think it's incredibly ignorant. So he has to be my genius of the week. He literally just has to work out and talk to NFL teams. Yeah. It's just going in for an interview because they want to ask him questions. I'm sure about all the off season stuff. Right. I mean, and yeah. Yeah, you're, I mean, not, you're allowing people to assume the worst about you. Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, he's just he's doing himself a disservice. One hundred percent. Yeah. All right, MBG, no pressure at all here. Who do you have this week? Well, I'm going to qualify this by saying that my team has never won a national championship and probably will never win a national championship in anything. So I'll never know what it feels like 
to be a fan of a team that wins a national championship. But I do feel like that if it were to ever happen, there's a, a few things that I probably would never do. And that's probably destroy my school. Um, <laughs> so for that reason, UConn fans, I think more particularly UConn students are my geniuses of the week. I'm, I'm assuming y'all saw what they did after they won the national championship. They rioted all over campus and 15 people got arrested. 16 people had to go to the hospital. There were 30 lampposts were taken down or destroyed and $250,000 worth of damage on campus was done by UConn students all in the name of celebrating. Um, so that's something I'll never really understand, <laughs> but like I said, you know, something I'll never experience. So maybe there's something about it that, that just makes you want to break, just makes you want to break things. I don't know. But for that, Yukon <laughs> fans are my geniuses of the week. I can you say never... three, three of the four of us are all fans of schools that have won national championships. Yeah. Did you guys break stuff? I, LSU personally never broke or destroyed anything on our campus. Who's? Did you break anything when you guys won the title? No, we're, we're too fancy. <laughs> they raised two fingers on their is unbreakable. <laughs> you never tore down goalposts in your day? So that's a good question. I did run on the field after we beat Clemson my fourth year in college because we lost to them 29 times in a row and never beaten them. I can't remember now if we tore down the goalpost. I think that's a different I think that's a different scenario too. Yeah. Like Tearing down the goalpost is one thing. Destroying your campus is another. Yeah. Well, I mean, I did torch up. a car afterwards, but I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, but there not you have campus, it. Not campus. Well, the grounds, Casey. Come on. That's right. I'm sorry. Excuse me. And I did notice you said fourth year. We uh, yeah. call it senior year. <laughs> because we're obnoxious. But when we, when we beat Florida State for the first time in the 37th Bowden Bowl, we carried the goalposts out and ran into numerous cars on campus. Oh, is that right? I guess we, we like. I don't like, think we've ever. I don't remember a time that we tore our goalposts down. Even like, if there was a time we would have torn them down. It would have been like this year when LSU beat Alabama. Well, now they're now they come down automatically, and they, they the NCAA or schools ruined all the fun. Well, not if you go to Tennessee. Are they still their goalposts right? ended up in the river. Well, yeah, that's the rightful place for them. <laughs> <laughs> all right so as casey said this is not a political statement at all but for my genius of the week i'm going with first lady jill biden after i guess she was at the lsu iowa game you know watched iowa knock them off 102 to 85 in the final and said she wanted iowa to be invited to the white house in addition to lsu saying and i think this is a quote i'm going to tell joe i think iowa should come too because they played such a good game she had to walk it back the very next day after Caitlin Clark said she thought only the champ should go to the White House, and Angel Reese called her comments a joke and said she'd rather hang out with the Obamas, which I thought was freaking brilliant, personally. So, yeah, so basically she made the White House visit into a participation trophy, which is just lame as hell. She pissed off everyone. Like, it's it's rare these days when you can anger everyone on both sides. Like she somehow <laughs> managed to do that, which is pretty epic. And then now no one wants to go to the White House, which is even funnier to me. So anyway, for all of that, and the fact that she had to walk it back a day later. So for all of that, uh, Jill Biden is my genius of the week. <laughs> all right. Before we get started on this week's message board post, we want to give a quick shout out, as always, to CFB Home for sponsoring the MBG podcast. You can find them on Twitter at CFB Home and online at fifthquarter.net. We're also doing another T-shirt giveaway this week with Saturday's Count. You can find their merch at saturdayscount.com. First person to log in with the promo code MBG after the podcast drops on Friday can win a free T-shirt from the school of their choice. Remember, there's only so many Saturdays. Make them count. All right, MBG, what do you have lined up for us this week? All right. Well, we're going to stay on topic here with the LSU-Iowa women's game. <laughs> and I tell you, I have never seen – I mean, first off, I've never seen – women's basketball talked about so universally across all message boards. I mean, literally every message board for almost every school that I visited had a thread, at least one 
almost multiple threads about the women's basketball game, which tells you how many people watched it, how many people paid attention to it, and how many people were somewhat emotionally invested in that game for whatever reason. And so uh, there's all sorts of posts that I could read about, about that game. Um, and I picked one from an LSU board because this one didn't quite go the way that I thought it would go. Typically you had the Iowa board kind of uniformly saying one thing and LSU fans kind of uniformly saying another thing. Um, but this one I thought was uh, interesting. This was a poster on the LSU board on Tiger Ant, E. Williams, triple zeros. He, he says, and he's talking about um, Angel Reese's, um, I guess, trash talking, you'd call it at the end of the game, to Caitlin Clark. And he said, a stain that will carry on. I was elated while watching the game, but the ring finger in face was too much for me. One time, okay, but following her around, her around was unnecessary. Back to the stain. The pros and cons can agree on one thing. This team will be vilified next season and will, and will be labeled similarly to the bad guy bullies of SC. This topic will be mentioned at every televised game and the stain will fester. If we make the Sweet 16 next year, more fans will be hoping for an LSU loss. Sorry, guys, our fate has been sealed. The stain cannot be removed. And I thought this was interesting coming from an LSU fan, mainly because he, out of all the things in LSU's history, sorry, Joy, Les Miles, Ed Orgeron, Will Wade, that this is the thing that's going to stain <laughs> LSU and that that stain will live on. I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I mean, a stain that will live on seems strong, right? Like, when I think of that, I think about my buddy who fell into a hotel bathtub in a drunken stupor. And <laughs> I mean, that's the stain that lives on because we still make fun of him every week for it, right? It's like, <laughs> this is something that, like, people are all fired up about now. And it's not like everyone was rooting for LSU this year anyway, right? I mean, I think a lot of people – we're rooting for Caitlin Clark for any number of reasons. And I don't think LSU, at least the, the women they had this year, I don't care if people are rooting for them or not. Right. I mean, that's part of what made them good. So I don't, I don't know. I'm not really sure what this guy's, uh, what his point is here. Plus if you actually watched, if he watched, sorry, Joy, if he watched any, any bit of LSU basketball this year, he would know that Angel Reese was one of the actual, actual bright spots of the team. The things that she does in the community, the things she does for little girls, um, even in Baltimore and in Baton Rouge. I mean, she is like a a one personality, and it's perfect that she said it in her in her in, in her interview. I guess in her press conference, basically saying she was she's doing it for all the little girls that look like her. I mean, like she is all that is actually good with women's college basketball. Yeah, it's trash talk. Caitlin Clark did it too. People didn't say a word, you know, one, one's a hero, one's a villain. It's just crazy how sometimes that narrative happens. And most of the time, again, going back to my, my genius of the week, it's people that normally don't watch this sport, myself included, that uh, come up with the most arrogant, obnoxious message board posts like this E. Williams triple zero. Thankfully, there's no other E. Williams. Yeah. <laughs> I have so many thoughts and so many opinions um, on this on this post. Um, for starters, MBG, you're not offending me by talking about the stain or people that have come through LSU athletics, and you just touched on coaches. Um, you didn't even touch on players. Like, do we need to go through the amount of LSU players that have done things that have had stains on a program? Because we can't be here all night, but I can I can go <laughs> down the list. Um, also, not to like bring this up and and affect my own program. But I grew up watching LSU women's basketball, which is why this national championship meant so much to me. I was a fan as a child of the teams that went to back to back to back to back final fours and could never win a national championship. I grew up watching Simone Augustus and Sylvia Fowles and numerous other players. Um, and their coach was Pokey Chapman who got fired for having a relationship with a player. So if we want to talk about stains on LSU okay. women's basketball, it sure is an angel race. So E. Williams triple zero needs to shut up because he actually has no clue what the hell he's talking about. 
Um, and if you want to talk about the stain on LSU women's basketball, you need to actually do your research and know the program in which you are discussing. Um, she got much bigger stains than that, right? Much Come on, man. I mean, for crying out loud, shut This stain up. would wash out. Yeah. Yeah. Look, and it's a stain to some people and not a stain to others. It's so not, it's, it's a dramatic uh, overreaction, just yeah. like it was to, by the media and everyone else that, again, like Casey said, has never watched women's basketball, has never cared. And all of a sudden, y'all want to be faux heroes and protect someone like Caitlin Clark, who actually doesn't care, had no problem with it. And like she said herself, had been doing it throughout the tournament, had been doing it all season. And hey, Williams Triple Zero, if they want to put us in the same league as the bad bullies of South Carolina, and were that relevant, as relevant as South Carolina's women's basketball is, then I will gladly take the stain any day of the damn week. Thank you. And that was the mic drop presented by Joy. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, you said it perfectly. The Caitlin, Caitlin Clark didn't care, right? So, so why does everybody else care? The, on the flip side of that, though, there was some elite pearl clutching on Twitter over the last few days, which has been endlessly entertaining to me. Well, that, anybody, anybody who acts like that hasn't played competitive basketball after the time of the movie Hoosiers was, was <laughs> came out. because that's natural. I and mean, there's not a basketball game that occurs anywhere, whether it's in no. a backyard in a playground in high school and college and pros where you don't talk like that to each other. Anybody who plays does that. And just because they're females doesn't mean they're not as every bit as competitive as, as anyone else. And so, I mean, yeah, when Caitlin Clark did it, it was good for the game and it was fun to see someone be passionate. And it was awesome for women's basketball. And then when Angel Reese does it, it's trashy and ghetto and not necessary. And I'm just sick of it. And, and MBG, you were 100% correct. The people that are outraged are the people like Joe Biden and that are her age that believe in trophies. <laughs> and for the generation that wants to talk about how everyone's so easily offended and no one can take a joke, y'all sure are up in arms about a 20-year-old. Ooh, yeah, I like it. That was heavy. And I'm heavy not stuff. sorry. <laughs> Speaking about being up in arms... <laughs> Good segue, MBG. MBG's the <laughs> segue, man. If only there was an award for that. Yeah, if we, <laughs> you would win that every week, MBG. Segway of the week. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> Take solace in that award. Right. <laughs> uh, Nebraska fans were up in arms watching Connecticut dominate, uh, particularly um, Adam. Uh, I got to say his name right. Adama Sanogo who played for Connecticut, who was pretty dominant over this whole tournament. Um, apparently, um, at one point, he was considering going to Nebraska, if you didn't know that, um, when he ultimately chose UConn. And Nebraska fans are holding a bit of a grudge over one certain journalist who they think was at fault for Sonogo choosing Connecticut over Nebraska. So there was a post on the Nebraska uh, board, uh, Husker Online, by... C-O-Y-S-G-B-R. Uh, he said, UConn can thank former Omaha World Herald writer for possible national championship. I think this post was a day or two before the championship game. He says, Adam Sinogo is UConn's most dominant player and the best post player left in the tournament. Without him, they are nowhere near the final four. For those that don't remember, Sonogo was down to Nebraska and UConn in his recruitment. Many thought Nebraska was the leader and the most likely destination. That is until former Omaha World Herald writer Christopher Heady wrote an article about how Hoiberg didn't utilize big men. UConn used that article to negatively recruit against Hoiberg and was the difference maker in Sonogo picking the Huskies. He now has them on the verge of winning a national championship. The Omaha World Herald is a disease to Husker athletics. So they were all fired up that there was an opinion piece written by this article. And really what he says is just that uh, Fred Hoiberg didn't really use big men too much. And so they think that had that article never been written, um, Nebraska's basketball fate would have been very different. If I had a nickel for every time some beat writer wrote an article that swayed a kid from going to a particular school, I'd be broke. <laughs> well, and they're not even right about the article, right? Like I, I read it and 
the art, the main thrust of the article is college basketball is moving away from the traditional center. And which is true. Said, yeah. And then he said, and Hoiberg rarely recruits and uses guys who are over 6'10. This dude's not even over 6'10. He's 6'9. He's built like a tank, right? He's like 6'9, 250. So, yeah. I mean, so like the whole premise of his rant is, is just incorrect. Um, but I do know as a uh, recent Nebraska fan, because I've gotten to be friends with a lot of Nebraska fans on Twitter, they have a very contentious relationship with some of the beat writers. And so this, this doesn't surprise me. <laughs> this level of animosity is, is kind of par for the course. I think. I also don't want to go too far deep into it, but Danny Hurley is a New Jersey basketball legend and Adama Sonogo went to Patrick's, which same high school that, uh, yielded Marcus Gilchrist and um, who's the old Duke guard that played about 15 minutes in his Duke career and his cause that he's a flat earther. What the heck is it? Kyrie Irving. Kyrie. <laughs> Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Kyrie Irving actually is from the hometown of my high school and he didn't go there. So I was a little upset. With him. But there's a connection between legendary New Jersey high school basketball player. His dad was a legendary New Jersey high school basketball coach and a kid from Jersey that wants right. to play like I think there's more to it than just a beat writer writing a article that swayed him from going to play for Fred Hoiberg right I mean let's just be, let's just be realistic if you're a high school basketball player and a head coach from Connecticut is sitting in your living room and a head coach from Nebraska is sitting in your living room which <laughs> one of those which one of those two are you going to pick well, yeah, well Nebraska Nebraska's never won a tournament game. They've never won a game, right? Yeah. And I'll tell you, the one thing we didn't talk about is, I mean, UConn's won, what, five natties since 99? Mm -hmm. Like, has any other school won that many? I mean, maybe, I don't know when Duke no. has won theirs. I know they've won more probably, but they I know they won a couple in the early 90s. So, yeah, I mean, they're a factory. So, that – you can, that's not a difficult decision between those two schools, I don't think. No, I not basketball. to talk about, okay? Like, it's Nebraska. <laughs> we, like have, Iowa. Look, we have Nebraska not, friends. About it. <laughs> so they're going to be worked up. She doesn't something. listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think they're going to be much improved in football. But during during basketball season, you're you're right. They don't have anything to really talk about. They can just dream about a Donald Sinogu yeah. and, and and what could have been, what could have been. And heck, they got holes in every school building, every classroom building that they can remember too, from all the looting and the rioting on campus. <laughs> There's a lot of stains that they can remember. <laughs> Oh, all right. I got another one. This one, this next one is actually a Facebook post, but it's close enough to a message board um, post. And this was an Alabama fan who posted. You can only imagine what SEC Facebook groups look like. Um, and that's perfection. That, that's what this guy. <laughs> That's what this comes from. I mean, I'm sure there are probably way crazier posts than this on an SEC Facebook group, but this is one I picked. This is uh, an Alabama fan talking about Georgia fans. It says, those pup fans should be more appreciative and, th and thanking us for the opportunity of a lifetime we gave them. Without Saban, there is no Kirby Smart, which means there is no natty for the pups. He learned everything from Saban, so those natties are still my Alabama, and we, and we claim them, and we'll add on to it next season. It will be our year, A-R-E year. It will be our, our year. <laughs> this is the most Alabama thing I've ever seen. have to realize, too. 14 MBG, exclamation points. MBG just reads exactly what's in front of him. He's, he's like Ron Burgundy. He reads only, exactly what's on the, the telephone. The editing he does is if there's a curse word. That's it. Or how it said, think, how he said, uh, they should be thanking us. Thinking, not thanking, thinking. Well, I don't want people out there to think that I'm the idiot. No. But then I think that ship has already sailed. Uh, well, they definitely don't think you're genius of the week. So. Yeah. 
Fair. So apparently Alabama is now claiming Georgia's national championships because without Saban, there is no Kirby Smart. They've okay, played UCF. Kind of 16 other That's ex- ones, so exactly what I was going to say. This is worse than UCF, My right? Lord. Back in 2017. <laughs> <laughs> well, somebody then somebody should be able to claim Alabama's titles. I mean, somebody showed Nick Saban the ropes. I'm not going to go back and look at who that was. Was it at Toledo? Yeah. Yeah. Where did he start at? Well, maybe Toledo has some or, football natties. Was it Kent State or Toledo? It was a Mac school. Yeah. Yeah. Get on the natties. Hang the banners. There's Toledo. a transfer property that we weren't aware of. With he started at Kent State. Kent State. All right. Oh, well, I mean, Bobby Petrino was at Utah State for a time, so maybe if I cheer for Texas A&M, although Dave Aranda was at Utah State, and when LSU won a national championship, he was the defensive coordinator, so can I claim one? Yeah, yeah. Utah State's got one. Let's go break stuff. <laughs> yeah, now I, I need to rethink that whole thing Let's now. Let's go riot in, uh, was Man, it, Logan, I'm go, it Logan City? Is it- Logan, just, no, I'm going to go, Logan. I'm going to go destroy old Maine. <laughs> I would offer to help, but it's cold. Let's go. Yeah, I need a shirt. I need a shirt. <laughs> Let's go do it, guys. Let's go throw some some snowballs through the windows. I Kirby mean, that Clark is some Alabama it. logic, though, if I've ever seen any. Like, that, that just don't make no sense. Kirby started at Georgia, then went to Valdosta State. So shouldn't they claim over oh, Alabama? Yeah. Or can they all claim it? I mean, uh, according to this, I don't know why everybody can't claim it. How? I don't know, who's, I don't know who Stetson Bennett's peewee football coach was, but you know he's somewhere rocking it out. Back, back in the yes. 1950s. Is that a <laughs> – And as a Miami Dolphin fan, he was the safeties coach under Saban. So the Dolphins have won their first title since 72. Yes. <laughs> I'm claiming that stuff too. Let's how, do this. How does Alabama get down this bad after – like when when – is their last natty like what 2000 like, two, like three years ago yeah i mean what the hell like what a huge yeah. drought yeah i mean how, how do you you're so deprived you know just like take a breath what the hell they don't know how y'all remember nick i thought nick saban ruined their program but now he's the reason georgia won a natty <laughs> he went from ruining their program to winning another he another, and he ruined another. their football program and their basketball program we That's can't forget right. that Oh, we could do yeah, a whole other show on Facebook groups. I was going to say that, and the Rutgers one was from uh, the Rutgers ransom note guy was Facebook. <laughs> so, it's kind of these days. What the hell Zuckerberg doing over there? <laughs> <laughs> this is not hey. becoming a political podcast. All right, so we've been dealing with NIL for a while now. It seems like most people are kind of settling into the idea that NIL is now a thing. But there was a Michigan State poster who still can't get behind this whole NIL deal. And and kids actually earning money. Uh, and uh, he's pretty angry about it. And this was on Spartan Mag, a guy named Sparty White, who I'm going to guess is probably in his mid to late 60s. It's just a guess. Um, I don't know that for <laughs> sure. But he says they're, they're having a discussion about NIL. And he says, honest to John... <laughs> Who gives a crap? These, <laughs> these athletes can eat an A-B-O-D, and that's his abbreviation. That's not mine. Your payment was your education. Now it's N-I-L, question mark. I'm done with giving two Fs about my school's athletes. The band words and our POS governor, MSU, can S-I until they turn blank around i say blank because he used asterisks until they turn blank around i don't even know what what word he was trying to put in there turn crap around thanks joy (laughs) which they won't later el again there's a lot of abbreviations in here that i don't know but he's i can feel his anger and he's so mad that these kids are making money and just not happy with their education from michigan state Casey, you want to help him with the ABOD abbreviation? <laughs> it's a bag of. <laughs> and I'm only saying that because. Hey, did I... you really not know that? Well, I really want to use the beep again. So. You sweet little northern <laughs> little Utah thing. angel. 
By the way, the fact that this dude's name is Sparty White, I don't think we've had a better, more descriptive message board name. (laughs) (laughs) I I still, for the life of me, I for the life of me, I can't get, I can't understand why people get so upset that these kids actually get to make money. I don't, I don't understand what's behind the anger. Like, I wonder what started this conversation. I know it's NIL, but was it about the basketball team making up, having NIL and then losing? Like, I don't understand well, where all this anger comes from. The general conversation was about whether or not they're paying taxes on, on their oh. NIL, which, again, I don't, I don't know why that bothers anybody, whether the kids are or are not paying taxes on their NIL. Right. Or if they know they're supposed to pay the taxes. But this gets old guys fired up, man. Well, he went off in one sentence about college athletics, PC culture, and local politics. Like, (laughs) like in one breath. He's like, I have a lot of crap pent up right now that I need to get off my chest. (laughs) (laughs) Spartan Mag is the place to do it. Let loose. I was waiting for the thanks for coming to my TED Talk at the end, you know? (laughs) So what's SI, by the way? Sports Illustrated. Can, can SI until suck they turn? It. They can what? Suck it. Oh, suck it. Oh, what? Not just type. Why that do you got to abbreviate suck? It? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he's just into abbreviating things. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was P-O-S. really like he didn't want to cuss. So even when he put Fs, it was like FKS, as if like the U really mattered at that point. Like he was really. <laughs> just, I think he just enjoys abbreviations. And what's the later EL? East Lansing. Oh, could be. Yeah. White was needlessly cryptic with with some of this post. You think he's related to the Rutgers fan from Tom's River? They could totally hang. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's in East Lansing. It's in East Lansing, so that's it is. That's some good detective work. Nice job, y'all. I'm telling y'all, I'm psychotic. I tried to tell y'all last week. Psychic, Joy. Psychic. I think that was a, that was a tell right there. <laughs> Notice how none of us disagreed with it. I mean, nobody Look. said no. No, you're not psychotic, Joy. No. I defended Angel Reese's actions this week. So psychotic is the least aggressive thing I've been called in the last <laughs> three days. <laughs> All right, I got a good one to close this out tonight. This is actually a post from 2018. Somehow it popped up on the Kansas board, uh, Jayhawk Slant, again this week. And it's one of the funnier posts that I've ever read. Has nothing to do with basketball, has nothing to do with football, nothing to do with sports whatsoever. But it's funny. The topic, the 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 topic is. Pandas deserve to die. <laughs> I mean, I don't why someone would be so mad at pandas. I, I don't know. Yeah, but the topic this, sentence just killed me. <laughs> <laughs> we maybe don't even need to read the rest of it, but he <laughs> he does give some justification for, for it. He says, uh, this is a guy named Team, <laughs> Team Ramrod One, which I think is a take from the movie Super Troopers. <laughs> Ramrod. Yep. Um, and he says, was watching some more, some more Planet Earth the other day, and they got to talking about pandas. <laughs> I'm not sure I can make this make through without laughing. Those fat tubs of crap only eat bamboo, despite it having no nutritional value. They stay too high in the mountains in the winter because they only eat bamboo, and the stupid efforts. <laughs> Don't even know how to log <laughs> <laughs> how to log the cabin, if you know what I mean. Why are we trying to save these mouth breathers? Evolution says pandas are stupid. <laughs> Evolution says pandas are stupid pieces of crap. <laughs> and we should turn them into coats. <laughs> Pete is gonna be so mad at us for reading that. I just I've never heard of anyone hate watching the show Planet Earth before, right? Just... Well, not only that, but who hates pandas? 
Can you imagine? I don't know what's like, more disturbing, this post or the three of your reactions <laughs> to this post. Well, I'm just trying to think of this guy sitting there watching Planet Earth. And He's what, a like, Kansas fan. What else is he doing with his time? He could, he could change the channel, but instead he's choosing to just get furious that pandas are alive. <laughs> and he wants a panda coat. Yeah. Could you imagine how pretty that one is? Fat pieces of crap just eating bamboo. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I did decode what log the cabin means. So apparently, apparently pandas barely have any sex. So that's that's what he's referring to. Is they just sit around and get fat and don't have sex. So is that why they're endangered? Yeah, if it is, yeah. And then the irony is there's an urban dictionary uh, term called the, I won't say what it is, but it's called the backhander slander panda. <laughs> I can only imagine. Look it up, friends. Look it up. I'm just saying, I'm well, just I... up, it, it, this is all he had to do. The 2018-2019 Kansas Jayhawks basketball team only made it to the second round of the NCAA tournament. And Les Miles was their college football coach, guys. Like, the, he didn't have many options. Okay. But this went 14 pages of posts, by the way. That's the other thing that like, that killed me about this. Like I said, they had really nothing to do. After over over a five-year span. I mean, because it was active this week at some point. Somebody <laughs> posted on that thread. I didn't, it's not like I went back to the archives and said, hey, let's, I'm going to try to find something fun. It was up because someone posted Panda on it. And see what comes up on the Kansas board. You didn't do that? Those stupid mouth-breathing pieces of crap. I got to be honest, though, I kind of identified with the panda when he was describing it, like just sits around, gets fat, eats nothing of nutritional value. <laughs> I mean, not that far off. Yeah. So what does he want? Does he want all Arkansas fans to deserve to die, too? Is that what he's saying? <laughs> wow. I don't know why Arkansas came to mind. I'm sorry. I was just... I was trying to think of a non-controversial SEC school. Arkansas oh, came to mind. Arkansas they, is the best that you can yeah, come up with. They, I, they I, will come after you. I, I don't know if you've ever angered Arkansas Twitter before, but yeah, I would think I more of like Missouri, <laughs> Vanderbilt. No, they're smart enough. They'd be like pandas are the nineteenth most endangered species in the country. <laughs> right. I don't even know any Arkansas fans. I just pulled that name out of the hat. I just like that he called them stupid. Well, we can bleep it, which I thought was <laughs> hilarious. I mean, Sam Pittman does kind of like resemble a panda build. They're so cuddly and warm like Sam Pittman. <laughs> Ed Orgeron. Uh, MBG, I think that's the first time you've had trouble getting through a post. That was, that was awesome. wonderful. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's too funny. That's all I got. All right, that'll do it for this week's episode of the MBG Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We might read your review on the air. Also, you can check out more content at messageboardgeniuses.com. And we'll see you next time, losers. <laughs>